So we're seeing many organizations across the spectrum really lean into how they want to show up differently in VR. And that to me is really exciting that it's just such a wide area of expanse that are thinking about it. You're listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast, conversations with industry leaders on new trends and products that can grow your business. Today, host Jordan Rogers Smith is joined by Jory Waterman, industry manager here at Meta, and Sarah Ann Birdsell, who works in our global technology solutions in Reality Labs. Together, they discuss the future of shopping and how commerce is evolving into a multi-dimensional experience. Today, we're going to be looking at the topic of the future of shopping and how commerce that we know today is going to evolve into the really the future of the shopping and how multidimensional shopping is going to be how we all experience it in the future. To help me in that discussion, we're joined by two very special guests. Returning to the podcast, we have Jory Waterman, industry manager here at Meta, and a new joiner for today is Sarah Ann Birdsell, who works in our global technology solutions here at Reality Labs. So without any further ado, I'd love for you both to introduce yourself and say hello and tell us a little bit about yourself. Jory, since you're returning, why don't we start with you? All right. I was going to give that honor to Sarah Ann. But the, so for the past 20 years, I have really been driven to connect businesses and consumers around things that people need. And fundamentally, I've done this by analyzing and finding patterns in the way that people look for information and the language they, they use when they do this. In one way or another, this is really how my career has grown. And at Meta, I've been, I've been leading e-commerce businesses. And before that, I, I have led e-commerce businesses for the past 10 plus years or so. So this is really my lifeblood. I'm fascinated by seeing how this environment changes. And I think that's the one constant, which we'll, we'll see and talk about throughout this podcast today. Well, it's great to have you back. And we look forward to sharing your insights on e-commerce like you did last time. But anyway, Sarah Ann, tell us a little about you since you're new here and joining us for the first time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I come from a little bit of a different background than Jory. I've got a background in leading IT strategy. So I, in a past previous to Meta Life, have worked directly with consumer product goods organizations, direct to consumer marketing, but really in, in my career of lent into financial services. And, and prior to joining Meta, my role was really working with my end users, my employees, and, and thinking about their behaviors and how they work. So at Meta, I, I really lean into enterprises and in terms of how they want to show up, how they want to connect to their culture, how they want to show up in the marketplace and drive innovation. So my, my absolute pride and joy at Meta is working with those customers and, and thinking through how they can evolve from being really curious about how technology can play a role to really empowering them to become advocates to working differently as we move forward in these new days of, of fun technology platforms. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. So, so Sarah, and I'll start straight with you, if that's okay. And we'll sort of what you what you mentioned there about sort of the future of platforms. And so let's jump straight in and sort of think about when we're discussing multi-dimensional shopping and what the future of shopping may look like from an end user's experience or, or even a business experience, where do you think we're going to be? So we're very big question to start with, but let's start at the top and then try and break it down. Absolutely. And a really important question. So 
I wanted to give it up really from a personal perspective. So how I experience multi-dimensional shopping and as a mom, as a family member, especially as we're going into this holiday season, I think a lot about shopping in different ways that I can that I can really embrace technology and, and interact with different markets and, and different retailers as well. And so I think about it as either I have a list and I know what I'm looking for. And I look for those organizations to show up on different platforms to give me that quick click and deliver that, that experience for when I know what I want. So, so those organizations I kind of put in that category of, are they providing me the services that show me the flexibility for searching, for research, so that I can figure out what works best, either product availability or price? The other category I like to think about are those that I just don't know what I'm looking for. And this is where I like to lean on retailers who are embracing AI, who are giving me that nudge as to an either a new product or a unique gift, or maybe a retailer I didn't know that existed. And so I'm looking for those retailers who, when I'm doing a search, I'm looking for the, how do I find an appropriate gift basket for my dad? Or what's an appropriate gift for my 19-year-old son? And so I'm looking for that category as well. So when I think about that technology, it's embracing the nudges, the suggestions on products, and so they can help me understand what their product, especially if it's somebody I haven't engaged with in the past, can bring to the table. So really surfacing those different dimensions fit into different categories. And that's how I think about how I want to engage and discover retailers with technology. Yeah, Sarah-Ann, I can't agree with you more. And I'll offer a real life example to bring this to life too. And and it's one actually, Jordan, you and I, we spoke about last time, but it still stands out for me as a really impactful example. And Sarah, and I love your word about nudges. This is really about, it's about nudges here. So throughout the pandemic, I think the only shopping I did was inspired by Instagram and by the algorithms within Instagram. There was one particular brand that I kept seeing and I kept thinking, oh, this looks actually really appropriate for me. It seems great. And then my husband and I were on vacation and we drove by this little town in Long Island and there was a store. There was a physical store for this brand that I had only seen on Instagram. And we had to stop. We went in and it was magical. It was like the Internet had totally come alive. And the really important thing for me about that experience was... The brand was wholly new to me in a digital world. Seeing it then in the physical world and having that additional nudge, it really actually made me feel like I was becoming a part of their brand, a part of their family of sorts. Maybe that's a stretch, but fundamentally though, they were really speaking to me and I became a customer. They, it was really my, it felt like my store and felt like there was a personal connection there. I think that That's an example of social media and a physical retail store. But then when you think about something like the metaverse, it's just another dimension on top of what's possible. Any place where retailers can extend their connectivity in a way that a consumer invites them in, I think is really critical as we move forward. I think it's interesting, Joy, what you mentioned there about about the metaverse and sort of where we think the future of shopping may be going because we've all seen the transition from the online space where I went from offline to online and taking a catalog and pulling it online. And then, as you mentioned, 
Sarah on about nudges and, and AI, making that whole experience better and more personalized and the things that you could do with that technology, but also how the need to bring that personal connection can also be present in the physical world as well. So you have this blended experience of where this online and, and offline worlds come together. And as we sort of go into this new area where we have AR and VR, like we're very early there. Like how significant do we, do, do you think this is on these, you know, how significant of an impact do you think this emerging market is going to be? And like, where do you think retailers are right now when it comes to shopping like on that sort of shift into these new spaces? To answer your last question immediately, Jordan, I think it's really early days. And I think we have a lot, uh, there's a lot of growth to come, right? So I don't quite know that we know where it's going to go, but we've certainly seen some exciting things. As retailers and brands are expanding into new territories like the metaverse and others using AR and VR. Ultimately, it's about bringing the best of the store or their experience online and enabling customers to interact with their brand in a wholly new way. Ultimately, treating social like their flagship store in a sense and helping to further invite customers into their world. One of the ways that, that brands do this is by retailtainment. And the Wendyverse is a great example of this. Uh, Wendy's created a world in Horizon Worlds where customers can come and explore. They can get behind the counter and they can serve burgers. I was recently in a meeting where a chief innovation officer was couldn't get enough of serving burgers and fries and interacting in a way with Wendy's where I think it's unlikely that he had interacted in the past. But importantly then, people interacting with Wendy's in the Wendyverse can then get a coupon and go back into their local store. It's provided a wholly new and very unexpected experience for a Wendy's customer and frankly brought their profile as a future thinking organization really to the forefront. And I think it's it's one example of some of the things that we're going to see. Sarah-Ann, you see a lot. You're talking to a ton of different retailers. I'm curious what what you think. Yeah, I, I really love the, the Wendy's example just because it's that combination of that physical good that you get at the end that as well as that VR experience. Talk a little bit more about maybe some of the services side that we're seeing. And certainly VR has been around for a little bit. VR is, is growing and, and we're seeing a lot of adoption, different use cases. If you look at the, the recent Just for Laughs Festival, there was a whole VR experience that was done in that. And there's a comic by the name of Rodney Ramsey. What's really interesting, if you think about the, the industry or the services that a comic provides, traditionally it was they go to a, a comedy club and they do their show and maybe they race off to another address or another stage down the road and maybe they can get two shows in. And certainly during the pandemic, they became online. You would do Zoom calls and Zoom entertainment, if you will. And that was good. But Rodney actually thought about VR. And so he created not just one, but actually two very different avatars. So he was able to book multiple shows a night. He was able to do corporate events with one avatar, all from his living room and then change into a different avatar for that more social comedian where he could have superpowers that would shoot flames from his eyes on certain jokes and things like that. So for him, it, it gave him that, that 
experience of delivering a service multiple times a night opened up new avenues for him, but it also gave him the ability to interact, to have that feeling of being in front of a live audience. So I love that story because it it showcases the Wendy's piece with the physical goods, but also thinking about how service-oriented organizations can show up and show up quite easily in these new platforms. So we're seeing organizations really lean into how they can show up differently and show up in a way that may be very non-traditional than we're used to seeing. So it's just a really simple but really powerful example of a concept where we can take these different types of businesses that have really benefited from being together and physical in the past, but are thinking about how they create new opportunities and new ways of scaling. So we like to think about things like, imagine that real estate agent. We've all seen AR where you can show that video and you can experience that. But imagine if you were to experience that home where you could walk through the hallways to sit on that sofa, to see the different angles of what that house may be like. Those concepts really do apply to so many different organizations and services. Virtual tourism, experience that resort before you book. Feel what a physical good may look like before you actually feel it and purchase it. So we're seeing many organizations across the spectrum really lean into how they want to show up differently in VR. And that to me is really exciting that it's just such a wide area of expanse that are thinking about it. It's interesting that you say that. I think it's potentially a really easy way for brands to enter the VR space Think about this. Think about a brand who has a deep influencer community. If they are used to creating physical events with their influencers, why not create virtual events? Invite customers in to to get to know the influencers in the space that they love, hang out with other aficionados in a virtual world. And it's a very, that in, in the least, is a very low cost of entry into the VR world in a way that can really excite a customer base. So I think you both touched upon some really interesting aspects that businesses who are wanting to think about the future of technology need to bear in mind. Bringing the best parts of your business online, how to think differentially with some of these new experiences. And you've mentioned a number of great examples about what is working and, and how some business services are using these opportunities successfully. But For a business that's wanting to sort of take that step and think about it, like what should they be thinking about and how, 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 what's the best way to know if it's actually working out well and worth investing in further? Like what advice would you be able to give for people wanting to sort of take some bets on some of these future aspects of shopping? Yeah, I, I think the single biggest thing for businesses to focus on is their measurement strategy. So in the rapidly changing environment that we're in, the historical way that we as marketers have evaluated our media, it has to change. We have so many different ways of interacting with customers from the purely kind of online through a website to a VR experience, to an AR experience, to a physical experience, and more. Who knows what else is going to come? And I think that that's actually the key, that in the 25 years or so that I've been doing this work, nothing has stayed the same. So recognizing that it will always change and making sure that you have a measurement platform in place 
that enables that evolution and enables you to be flexible. Meta recently came out with a really, I think, a really interesting framework that touched me around 360 measurement. This was done in combination or in partnership with Deloitte. And if you're interested, you can search for 360 measurement on Meta's business site. You'll find links to a, a, a great white paper that Meta and Deloitte published. But essentially, it helps marketers understand the different measurement tools that are out there and the best times to use them for your business. Really leaning on the fact that we are in an age where we cannot rely on one model. And having that flexibility is going to be crucial as we start to build out different experiences so that we can really evaluate the effectiveness of what we're doing. Yeah, I, I want to add a little bit to that. And so if you go back to Connect, one of our recent announcements, I, I think about how people work a little bit differently than Jory does in terms of the retail sector. And one of the things that I think about with organizations and in, in the future of work is how those products come to market. So the before they hit the shelf, if you will. And so one of the really amazing stories we shared at Connect was New Balance and their running shoe design and how they're doing this in VR, how they're developing a product, they're looking and feeling, and they're bringing their organization together through our technology platforms to touch, to look, to feel, design those products and bring those organizations together. So it showcases that the technology really extends from that idea creation right through to that market. And there's some amazing, amazing organizations that are really leaning into new ways of working, which obviously translates into how they bring those new things to market as well. And so across the different technologies that we've mentioned, all the different trends or, or changes that are happening, whether it's traditionally online, like Jory, like you mentioned, traditionally online brands bringing some of that experience in store, how businesses are using AR and VR to sort of augment and improve their processes and practices. Like what technologies do you think are going to be at the forefront of, of the shift to the future of shopping? And is there anything that we've not mentioned so far that that actually businesses should be should be considering that they may not have thought about as being something critical to how they will have to engage and interact with their consumers in the future? We've talked a little bit about AR, we've talked about VR, and we've said the word metaverse many times as well. And so when I think about when I think about metaverse, it's a new concept, it's exciting, there's a lot of organizations really leaning into it. But I also want to be mindful that it's not necessarily a destination where there's a stop. It's a journey. We're all learning together. It is early days, and we are we're growing together. And so the community of companies that are coming together, that are thinking through how they want to work, they're sharing their stories is really powerful because those early adopters create that inspiration for other organizations to really lean into. And I think that can be really powerful as well, that, that sense of community when organizations come together. But I also want to be mindful that change and evolution can be really tough on people as well. And the core of everything we do at Meta is people. And so when I think about those people, if all of a sudden you are a retailer who are servicing a, a customer in the metaverse, how are you thinking about that avatar that's now your customer? How are you thinking about that 
how you integrate and interact with them. And so thinking about how you upskill your workforce so that they can serve your market and make sure the tools are available to them is, is really important too. So it is early days. It is a journey, but certainly the metaverse is something that there's a ton of excitement about. And I'm super, super excited. Every time I, I see a new organization almost every day putting their hand up to say, help me find a place for me in it. We want to start. We want to know more. And there's a lot of curiosity to help grow. Sarah, and I love your call out about organizational training and honestly, empathy towards the online marketers who are at the forefront of so much change and evolution. It is hard. It is hard. And it is about so much of this is about us also helping to invite them in, just as we're talking about our, the brands that we're working with inviting their customers in. And so much of this has to do with communication. I think the one technology that we really haven't talked about so far today is business messaging. It's an area where that I think is actually pretty underutilized for something that we utilize as individuals with some frequency, likely. It feels pretty commonplace. But I think that there's an opportunity for businesses to really lean into business messaging for either basic customer service needs or more complex sales interactions. But at the very least, using things like tools like WhatsApp and Messenger to respond instantly to questions like, where's my order? We've got an opportunity with technology to make the shopping process really feel seamless. And that's an area that I think there's still a lot of room for growth. Yeah, with, that, with any of the technologies that we're talking about at the moment, it's likely that whether it's one of them or all of them, there's going to be some disruption. And whether that disruptive innovation is something you see time and time again as industries evolve and embrace new technologies that come along. And so if you had to sort of take a guess or get the crystal ball out and have a think ahead a couple of years, sort of how disruptive do you think these shifts are going to be as we shift to sort of an ever more connected way of doing shopping than we've than has been possible before and sarah since you're the, the one who's probably the most forward leaning at the moment on the metaverse like you can go first and you can sort of set the bar where you want to set it well thank you for that as i said it's about a journey and i don't want to use the word disruptive in the sense that it's jarring and disruptive from that perspective but i always think of it more as those little bits every day as that shift happens so so doing those little tiny things as we work with organizations to think about what their opportunity is to show up in the metaverse, we always say it's important they don't lose their ethos, that they really stay true to who they are and how they want to show up evolves from that. So don't lose your core as you start to think differently in terms of how you show up. And that's that can be really helpful and a little bit comforting. Certainly, we've talked a little bit about Wendy's and how they showed up. And that gamification is always a possibility for organizations who want to come in and play and interact with people and, of course, drive sales. But it, it gives them that same sense of feeling. And so I want to talk about a different retailer who did something a little bit different with, I'll call it a physical metaverse, if you will. There's a retailer brand who I really like based in Canada called Simons. And what Simons did that completely surprised me a couple weeks ago was in their weekly email that goes out to all their mailing list, 
was they were doing metaverse store displays. So they were really trying to embrace their shift, talking about how they go online, how their brand shows up. And so what they did in that instance was created physical store windows with avatar-like mannequins, with experiences that felt digital, but really were physical. And they did that across all of their locations. And it showed that they could blend that, that really organic nature of the physical space, but also thinking through the technology and blend that together to start bringing their customers and the people that may be not customers yet, but may be curious about their brands who may be walking by into their stores to show how forward thinking they were. And I thought that was really interesting. I hadn't seen another retailer do it. So I, it was really inspiring for me to see that they were starting to bring their consumers along on their journey in a way that felt safe as they worked little by little to start thinking about how they showed up in the metaverse as well. Yeah, if I think about when I, if I close my eyes and imagine how disruptive this will be, uh, I don't know, right? I think it, we, we are in early days of what the metaverse means or what, what VR means. And there's so much opportunity to explore. I think I'd be hard pressed to put, put concrete thoughts out there to say what I think it will be. I mean, if you, if we all close our eyes and we, we think about where we were 20 years ago, would we have been thinking that, that every, almost every, I mean, I, I think about my own shopping habits, almost everything I buy, I buy online. I don't, I don't think we would have thought that. So I have no idea where it can go, but what I do know is that it's exciting and it's really wonderful to be seeing brands interact in a wholly new way with customers, giving them a new channel and a way to uh, create more of a connection. That for me is the exciting piece. It, it all comes back to connectivity and it's really, it's what we do at Meta. And so given a lot of what we've talked about, I think you've just, I think you've just wrapped it up quite nicely there, Jory, in terms of like, no one knows what's going to happen 12 months, 24 months, 12 years ahead from now in terms of as everything gets more and more connected and these new platforms come online and become more widely available. But I'd love for businesses, I'd love for you to share sort of a final thought or what piece of advice would you give for businesses who are thinking about this journey today, given we all know the future is completely uncertain, but we know something is changing and something is coming. Like what final thought or what could they do now to sort of help them on that journey where the path is still yet unknown? And Sarah, since this is your first time here, I'll let you go first to finish us. Very kind of you, Jordan. So my advice for those would be curious and start. Start something. It could be something really small, but take those first couple of steps. The other steps that come after it will, will move a little bit faster, but also be really curious and, and think about how you can start to show up as we start to move into new technology platforms. This may be the counter to the curious, but I think our inclination when future thinking is really to gravitate towards the creative and the curious, and it makes sense. But I really, I can't underscore enough for organizations to start thinking about their measurement platforms so that you have a way to validate the experiences that you're investing in um, and have a way to understand how you can grow. So Jory, Sarah-Ann, you know, thank you very much for joining me on this discussion on the future of commerce, really, and, and beginning to scratch the surface on where this industry may be going or is likely to go. But 
who knows how long it'll take for us to get there. But at least now it feels like there are some guiding principles or some thoughts for people to bear in mind as this journey begins. And that's all we have time for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode on the evolution of shopping and multidimensional commerce. We want to thank Sarah Ann and Jory for sharing their insight and valuable expertise with us. You can find links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you for listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast. 